Section number 71 of The Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Golden Gems of Life by Emery Adams Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section 71 Husband and Wife The true marriage is the result of years of mutual endeavor to please, and comes of patient efforts to learn each other's disposition and taste. This can be done by all who cherish right views of the duties and pleasures of the marriage relation. You have but one life to live and no amount of money or influence or fame can pay you for a life of unhappiness you cannot afford to quarrel with one another you cannot afford to cherish a single thought to harbor a single desire to gratify a single passion nor indulge a single selfish feeling that will tend to make this union anything but a source of happiness to you so it becomes you at starting to have a perfect understanding with one another it becomes you to resolve that you will be happy together at any rate or that if you suffer it shall be from the same cause and imperfect sympathy you are not to let any human being step between you under any circumstances human character by a wise provision of providence is infinitely varied and there are not two individuals in existence so entirely alike in their tastes habits of thought and natural aptitude that they can keep step with one another over all the rough places in the journey of life there must be a leaning to one another the compromise cannot be all on one side. You can be happy together if you will, but the agreement to be happy must be mutual. Draw your souls together and closer together from year to year. Get all obstacles out of the way. Just as soon as one arises, attend to it and get rid of it. At last they will all disappear you will have become wanted to one another's habits and frames of mind and peculiarities of disposition and love respect and charity will take care of the rest if you observe faults in your companion keep them to yourself what right have you who should be the very one to kindly conceal faults to inform others of their presence neither father nor mother neither brother nor sister have any right to be informed of the secrets of your domestic life a husband and wife have no business to tell one another's faults to anybody but themselves they can not do it without shame their grievances are to be settled in private between themselves and in all public places and among friends they are to preserve towards one another that nice consideration and entire respectfulness 
which their relations enjoin with a true wife the husband's faults should be secret a wife forgets when she condescends to that refuge of weakness a female confidant a wife's bosom should be the tomb of her husband's failings and his character far more valuable in her estimation than life happiness between husband and wife can only be secured by that constant tenderness and care of the parties for each other which are based upon warm and demonstrative love the heart demands that the man shall not sit silent reticent and self-absorbed in the midst of his family the wife who forgets to provide for her husband's tastes and wishes renders her home undesirable for him in a word every present and every demonstrative gentleness must reign or else the heart starves there is propriety in all things and though public displays of affection familiarity of touch and half-concealed caresses are always distasteful to men and women of sense yet love is of such a nature that you must give it expression or it languishes there are husbands so cold and formal that they have no kiss or caress for the wives whom they really love there are wives to whom a single demonstration that shall tell to their hearts how inexpressibly pleasant their faces and their society are and how fondly they are loved would be better than untold gold the affection that should link together man and wife is a far holier and more endearing passion than the enthusiasm of young love it may want its gorgeousness or its imaginative character but it is far richer in its attributes it should not call for such daily proofs of existence as is demanded of the lover but it is human to wish for the freshness of morning to continue far into the day and evening true it is vain to expect this but humanity continually wishes for what cannot be and though the glow and sparkle of the morning of love will fade away yet it should be as fades the bewitching charm of morning into the quiet splendor of the summer day and though recognizing that exhibitions of tenderness so appropriate for the morning of life are out of place in its noon yet as long as it is human to love so long are exhibitions of it quiet though they may be gratifying to the one beloved we exhort you who are a husband to love your wife even as you love yourself continue through life the same manly tenderness that in youth gained her affections reflect that through your bodily charms may not now be so great as then yet that habit and a thousand acts of kindness have strengthened your mutual friendship devote yourself to her and after the hours of business let the pleasures which you most highly prize be found in her society the true wife wishes to feel sure that she is precious to her husband 
not useful, not valuable, not convenient simply, but that she is dear to him. Let her be the recipient of his polite and hearty attentions. Let her notice that her cares and loves are noticed, appreciated, and returned, her opinions asked, her approval sought, and her judgment respected. In short, let her only be loved, honored, and cherished in fulfillment of the marriage vow, and she will be to her husband a well-spring of pleasure. We exhort you, who are wife, to be gentle and considerate to your husband. Let the influence which you possess over him arise from the mildness of your manner and the discretion of your conduct. Whilst you are careful to adorn your person with new and clean apparel, for no woman can long preserve affections if she is negligent on this point, be still more attentive in ornamenting your mind with meekness and peace, with cheerfulness and good humor. Lighten the cares and chase away the vexations to which he is inevitably exposed in his commerce with the world by rendering, as far as in your power, his home pleasant. Keep at home. Let your employment and pleasures be domestic. What a man desires in a wife is her companionship, sympathy, and love. The way of life has many dreary places in it. A man needs a companion to go with him. A man is sometimes overtaken by misfortune. He meets with failure and defeat. Trials and temptation beset him. And he needs one to stand by and sympathize. All through life, through storms and through sunshine, conflicts and victory, man needs a woman's love. Let him think upon his duty in return for this love. You who have taken a wife from a happy home of kindred hearts and kind companionship, have you done what you could to make amends for the loss of those friends and companions? Remember what your wife was when you took her, not from compulsion, but from your own choice, a choice based on what you then considered her superiority to all others. She was young, perhaps the idol of her happy home. She was as gay and blithe as a lark, and the brothers and sisters at her father's cherished her as an object of endearment. Yet she left all to join her destiny with yours, to make your home happy, and to do all that woman's ingenuity could do to meet your wishes, and to lighten the burdens which might press upon you. Consult the tastes and disposition of your husband, and endeavor to give him high and noble thoughts, lofty aims, and temporal comforts. Let the husband see that you really have a strong desire to make him happy, and to retain the warmest place in his respect, his admiration, and his affection. Enter into all his plans with interest. Sweeten all his troubles with your sympathy. Make him feel that there is one ear always open to the revelation of his experiences that there is one heart that never misconstrues him. 
that there is one refuge for him in all circumstances and that in all weariness of body and soul there is one warm pillow for his head beneath which a heart is beating with the same unvarying truth and affection though all gladness and sadness as the faithful chronometer suffers no perturbation of its rhythm whether in storm or shine end of section 71 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc